This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Greg Ellum joins us. Uh, so let's straight away uh, get an indication of what the markets are going to do this morning before we talk about that enormous amount of money that was promised yesterday. What do the markets make of it? So, I mean, obviously the markets yesterday bounced back and uh, we were all a little bit relieved um, and it's obviously when you're seeing such a fair down days, it's nice to see a bit of a bounce back day. But looking at the uh, looking at Asia overnight, there was signs for encouragement. Um, we saw some stability, but they have now uh, all turned red. And uh, now looking at European and US futures, all off around four percent. So it seems that this uh, this this boost from from central bank action from the US government trillion dollar package from the UK government three hundred thirty billion pound package is very short lived. Um, Investors are only interested in the numbers right now, and those numbers yes. relate to uh, cases rather than uh, financial uh, implications. Coming up to 55,000 in this country, that's one of the predictions, isn't it? And 200,000 worldwide. And also, perhaps importantly, for the moment at least, the epicenter, uh, or in, in terms of numbers, as far as the pandemic is concerned, has now moved from China to Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, when you're when you're talking about, for example, the UK and the US, it's the major cities. So it is uh, Manhattan, uh, New York, obviously. It is uh, here uh, in London. And um, in, in none of this is entirely too surprising, to be honest. Obviously, the numbers from China, for example, are encouraging the, the deceleration we've seen there. But mm. you do take numbers from China with a pinch of salt. Right, yeah, but Europe, of course, um, we are seeing uh, quite a severe outbreak at this moment in, in certain countries. Obviously, some countries are... Uh, further along um, my, I, I wonder now because of the quarantine efforts which are now being imposed in the last few days I think the next week or so may be a little bit of a rough ride but I'm thinking two weeks after we start to see all those quarantine efforts taking place mm-hmm. are we going to start seeing something which is going to provide a little bit of comfort for uh, for the markets and maybe start to see things stabilise maybe not <clears throat> but I think we may have to wait a little bit longer for any good information. Let's talk about that huge package yesterday and although you know in our discussions we throw the word billions around um, with a gay abandon as it were actually uh, that that is a lot of money isn't it 15% of GDP um, I mean one has to ask where this is actually coming from but we'll come on to that in a second there are two positives um, if I can just draw them out it looks as though the banks themselves have learnt may be from the example that they set in the last financial crisis when they were clearly too strict with debt and so on and there are two personalities here Andrew Bailey who's now the governor of the Bank of England he was a senior regulator then and Sam Woods um, who's now head of the Prudential Regulation Authority he was a, a treasury official so the people who are not so much in charge of this but pretty senior in the process you know one could say have an idea about whatever it takes if I can put it like that so it, it, it's there's no doubt that we are more prepared than we were for the global financial crisis. Um, if you think of all the bank stress tests that have been carried out since the financial crisis, uh, the capital buffers which have been um, set up, all of the planning, all of the preparations. Don't get me wrong, you can't necessarily prepare for coronavirus, but they will have prepared for a pandemic of sorts. Uh, they will have prepared for a severe economic and uh, sudden slowdown in the economy and the impact they can have on business and what they can do to alleviate the problem so the steps which they are taking have been laid out months and months or years and years ago um, in preparation for this and they are enacting them the other angle that we have 
to look at with both the monetary and fiscal authorities in terms of their reaction. And it has been strong. We cannot deny that there has been a, a very a, a very stern reaction. Is that on both sides they have less room to manoeuvre than they had during the last financial crisis. So perhaps at that time you could argue that they felt like they had a little bit more time, whereas now they feel that a a short uh, a very quick uh, and aggressive action may alleviate um, enough of the strain, enough of the stress, so that they, they aren't required to do more later, which they could do last time and they can't necessarily do now. You've actually laid quite an interesting timetable in your mind about all this. Where did that come from, this business about, you know, in the next fortnight it'll be absolutely critical and then if there's some kind of change then the markets might take heart. In fact, we all might take a lot of heart from that. Well, I mean, uh, I, obviously, I'm just making a lot of assumptions and, I mean, in other words, guesses, uh, like everyone else's. Um, we've obviously heard a lot about things like the incubation period and um, showing signs and symptoms. And the fact that people are now on lockdown, you would um, hope that in the, next, uh, in the next two weeks, we will start to see signs of whether this is working, whether it is having the, the intended impact. Um, we've heard a lot about as well from the yesterday. Uh, obviously, we're getting daily updates now from the UK government about what this is intended to do effectively in terms of kind of smoothing out the curve. Um, so that it may cause further problems down the road. But the fact that we are now in lockdown gives us uh, an idea of in two weeks time, we may, we probably we may not, but we may start to see signs that this is having a positive impact. And it's just re- the reason why I'm quite intrigued by this in particular is because the markets are getting these little shot in the arms from the various massive fiscal uh, and monetary stimulus packages, but they're not sustained. They're very much uh, obsessed with the numbers in terms of the number of cases. Mm. So I think if we start to see any sign, it doesn't have to be a deceleration per se, but any sign that these measures are working may start to get investors back on board and we may start to see that bounce. I think investors are desperate to get back into the markets at this yeah, point. Yeah. But we'll talk about markets which are 30, 35% discounted now. Um, I think they're going to be desperate to get back in. There just isn't the signs in place yet to say that we are at least making headway that these efforts are working. Um, and when they do, I, I, later on then that we could see quite an aggressive rebound because we've got this enormous now amount of fiscal uh, monetary stimulus. Um, the gig economy is trying desperately, I would imagine, to hang on to workers. You noted yesterday something very interesting about Amazon. Um, uh, uh, Amazon recruiting more um, more workers. It was a quite a big, uh, quite a big figure as I remember it. And I'm, I keep getting emails from you know retailers saying, "Go online if you want to shop with us." Yeah, I mean, it's we do have that option. I mean, obviously, it's something. It's been a, a big shift uh, over the last number of years. You wonder whether this is just going to accelerate it. You um, remember years last a couple of years ago in India when uh, they did the demonetization. Obviously, it was very damaging for the economy. One thing it did do is dramatically accelerate the use of uh, technology in terms of payments uh, in India. You wonder whether one of the positive outcomes of this, not necessarily for high streets, but for those with big online presence is whether it makes people realise how much easier online spending is and maybe we potentially see a big acceleration in uh, in online uh, consumer spending beyond what we've already seen over the last few years. Looks like we're going to see air travel <clears throat> being suspended um, from the UK. That's a, that's a possible, but it looks like a probable, doesn't it? Um, m- more more airlines. I mean, what, what, what do you do with an airline? Because, you know, yesterday um, Italy nationalised or re-nationalised Alitalia, didn't it? I mean, do you see that happening with something like British Airways? I don't, but I mean, I don't know. 
No, I mean, I think uh, an airline like British Airways is pretty well funded at the minute, but I think that's not even going to be the ideal approach of the UK government. Um, I think they're not going to necessarily let airlines fail, uh, but I think they're going to look at alternative routes, uh, if possible, rather than nationalisation, one of which is going to be, we are a backstop. You heard Donald Trump say the same a couple of days ago with regards to US airlines. By making the government a backstop, it may hopefully stop investors uh, uh, flooding for the exit gates as quickly as they may otherwise do if they fear that this is an airline that's about to go bust. So there is going to be measures, loans, um, backing, etc. I think they'll try and avoid nationalisation at all costs, but I think ultimately they're not going to let them fail either. You can always tell a good retailer when it has a grumpy husband's uh, corner, and there was one of those in Laura actually <laughs> at the top of... Um, <clears throat> top of Sloan Street many many long before you were born many many years ago and if you were clever what you'd do is you'd on a Saturday if you and your partner were going and she was off or he was off um, looking for uh, bits of Laura Ashley to make your home look the same as everybody else's because that's what you used to do um, you could sit down and if you timed it properly you could watch Football Focus for half an hour no bad thing unfortunately that kind of innovation has <laughs> failed them hasn't it they're into administration which is a shame yeah, I mean, it, they're, they're being called one of the first, well, the first re, uh, high street casualty. Um, the, the, it's really difficult. There's going to, I, I do fear there's going to be a number of casualties, even with the efforts that we've seen from uh, governments to try and support the, the economies, to try and support businesses. I do feel like there is still going to be a number of uh, casualties. I think the high street is, is still a, a big risk. Um, because of the weakness that we've been talking about now for some time. And we've got to remember the government has effectively vowed to support good businesses. There's plenty of businesses out there which are borderline as it is. Uh, and I think Laura Ashley may be the first of a number of uh, casualties, unfortunately. Mm. OK, Craig, thank you very much indeed. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers, 